<laughs> hey guys, welcome to your favorite late night sessions with your one and only, your favorite bean. Today we're going to be spilling the beans with my favorite dance crew, aka Home Boys and Dami. They are called. What's up? What's up? What's good? Today we're spilling the beans with my favorite dance crew. Yes, I said my favorite. Don't dispute. Um, Prodigy. Hi, guys. You say this to all your dance crew that you interview? (laughs) Favorite dance crew? Yeah, I I mean, I I, I did say it, disclaimer, don't dispute. That's that's that's, That's you neither accepting or denying. No, you you guys are my favorite team. I've got a special corner in my heart. Anyway, nice. moving along okay. before we step on any toes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about Prodigy, guys. Who is Prodigy? Um, uh, when did you guys start? Where okay. are you? Whom are you? You know. No one wants to start. No one wants to start. No one wants to start. No one to No one wants to No one wants to start. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, like, it's like these brains that came together mm-hmm. to start a dance crew. Uh, there were so many of us back then. And then as time went, like the numbers started shrinking for various reasons, like going to uni and stuff like that. So we have Umete and the Blinko, that's me. Then we have our 24-hour, who is Blinko's cousin. And then we mm-hmm. have Rodney and Rodwa, who are also brothers. So when I say it's a family, that's what I mean. Yeah, both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember you guys being more. We were like, like, we're a lot. We were I, a lot. We're like, we're like, we hop on the way up too late. Almost yeah. nine. Yeah. You're not a day one. Yeah. So, really, you know. <laughs> I am a day one, just don't tell her. Uh-uh. You know, so, give you guys in the forefront because I don't remember seeing any other faces. Exactly. All four of us are beyond. Mm. <laughs> Oh, okay. Up, yeah. okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, how would you define prology? What do you guys stand for? What does prology mean to you? Um, I, I think what Mitch and Mikana say right now um, stands for everything. We were more of like a family trying to push an agenda, to be honest. Like the idea of just pushing the culture as a squad, as, 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 as brothers, I think that's what it stands for. Like more of like a brotherhood. So I think that would probably really stand for. And what agenda is this? Like, what are you, what, what, uh, what are you trying to put across? When I, we're basically trying to break the industry for like us, like especially from back home. You know how things are mm-hmm. like back home. You know, mm-hmm. There's no dance crew that's really doing internationally or anything like that. So literally, that's what we're trying to do, or what we're ex- executing as a moment. So that's what basically probably is trying to do, and the agenda is. So yeah, but with the brotherhood mm-hmm. mentality as usual. So yeah. Hmm. Uh, Lou, can you tell us how the journey has been for you guys and how long you guys have been a crew? Yo, you know, you asked me the proper questions. The way it is now, like when we started, like I don't know how many, how many barriers as as prodigy we've had to get because when we started, we had to fight against teachers because like the prodigy dance teacher was a dance club, right? Mm-hmm. And our teachers were not supported, so we had to also pick up our boots and move on and teach ourselves how to dance. Even when we used to dance with the, against other crewies in Zim, mm-hmm. like we were always the guys who were outside, you know, we were never in the dance competition itself. And we weren't the ones who were taught how to dance, we had to do everything by ourselves. Day after African child training, we were always going through Zim, pushing our own grind, you know. The thing that slowed us down was uh, university when we came to SAS. It was like eventually we could pick ourselves up here and there, performing with Ruiz, performing with ourselves here and there um, through universities and concerts. But basically, that's what all that's what college has always been about. You know, mm-hmm. just getting over adversity, going over barriers. You know, always 
people are always looking at us like, nah, you can't do this shit. Like, if you know the amount of people now that have came back because they didn't know that this thing was bad, compared to the amount of teachers and, and the amount of headmaster meetings we had because the apology dances that we made it through. So I think, I think that summarizes our whole journey, just busting through barriers, trying our best, mm. always helping out. When push comes to shove, always out there. We pull some more out. I mean, I've always known that <clears throat> our Rodney and and yourself could dance, but I watched I watched Metabel learn how to dance and then become <laughs> a sensation. <laughs> it was lovely to it was lovely to watch. <laughs> Metabel, how was the journey for you? <laughs> Okay, Okay, maybe, maybe. No, 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 maybe it's because you came out of your shell. Maybe you've always known how to dance, and then you you, you just came out of your shell. He came, came out. out. Of the <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe, because uh, only only after the play did I know that you can dance. Before the play, I had no idea. Now you see the thing is maybe so maybe maybe you may I don't know. Definitely let me be in but also I want to at the time but then take serious level. So mm. if, if I would say something, <laughs> it wouldn't slap as hard as when people finally gave me the chance and then but they can't even Away, ah, then we started rocking. And I want to give a shout out to all that. I'm forgetting his name, but he was Sasa Uchi on Facebook. You remember him? Sasa Uchi, yeah, he used to like do comedy stuff and all that. Oh, I think I remember. I remember Did he also him. used to do like a Snapchat thing? Yeah, 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 yeah I yes, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Him. Mm. After that guy posted me on his Facebook, that's when Gossip Media and everyone else started taking me. Hi, Mina, so I saw that. you one-on-one <laughs> dancing. Lay on my Facebook, what do I do? <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't see it. So, uh, Lou was telling us that you guys started in high school. So, how many years are we talking here of, 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 of prodigy? We, we calculated it last, last time. What was it? Was it eight or six? Uh. When we calculated it. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was eight. It was eight. It was eight. It was eight. When the world it was, was twenty twelve. It was twenty twelve when we started. Because <laughs> that's where. Like a phoenix, <laughs> you rose from the ashes. Yeah, we showed it. Amen. Mm-hmm. No, we see you it. You rose. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, which yes, style yes. do you? Which which style of dance do you guys um, think is your strongest, and why? I think I think that like it's. Ironically, if I just say it now, someone who's listening who follows dance might not actually know what I'm talking about. I'll call it new style. Because the very first people who kind of inspired us the most, especially when we were young and kids that were following, were doing new style. So new style is essentially, it doesn't really fall into one category. It's like taking what you like from this and what you like from this and combining mm-hmm. it into your own thing. So we are not exactly boxed into any particular style. We just take a bit of this, a bit of this, and just put it into one thing and do whatever it is that mm-hmm. you feel like doing on the inside. So it's called new style, but very people know it, know what okay. it is. So. My description it is just a combination of anything that you like from so anywhere. it's just basically your rhythm is your strongest point yeah well yeah and, uh, as i want to say just to add on like if you want to get a proper reference of how we like where our inspiration and everything comes from in terms of our style the the, the, the latins and um um a few other france dancers that they actually execute the style that's where we usually get it that's how we execute our style so it's a mixture of different um rhythms movement and incorporate like incorporating into one specific kind of choreography mm-hmm. in a sense. So that's how it's, we would put it in a mm-hmm. sense. If you can just uh, how yeah. would you describe yourself? Yeah. Now this is I want to know individually. Pencil. And and then at the end at the end I want to know how your respective characters <laughs> or personality traits have come together and impacted the crew positively or negatively. So I'm gonna start with Lou. Lou, how would you describe yourself? Oh, you're going to start with me? Mm-hmm. All right. So I need you to repeat the question. Wow. <laughs> how, <laughs> how would you oh describe God. yourself individually? <laughs> and then afterwards, I'd like to know how your difference or your, your respective characters or personality traits have impacted the crew, be it positively or negatively. 
So I'm going to start with you. How would you describe yourself? Um, I would describe myself as um, creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think ontology, that's what I do sometimes. Because like when it comes to choreography and so forth, you know, it's usually something that me and, and, and Netembe are really into. Mm-hmm. And so, because even me and Netembe are the ones who want to go study, you know, dance and so forth and so forth. So it makes sense for us to be more choreographed and so on. Not to say that... I know, like, it, 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 yeah, that's what I think for sure. It's just creativity in the sense of there needs to be done. I mean, they want to say, oh, you know how to be dope? And then you're like, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. let's try that. that that's it. That's, so, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's me. An hour? Hmm, I don't know, eh? I don't know. I've been trying to think about it, but I guess. It doesn't necessarily have well, to be how you feel like you contribute to the group. Just describe yourself. And then afterwards, as as a group, we are going to decide. <laughs> <laughs> describe myself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Tim. I hear you. Okay, let me see. Good. Describe myself. I think uh, I think I'm opinionated, highly opinionated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have low tolerance for opinions I don't agree with, which I think still goes me being opinionated, <laughs> which kind of means I end up in a lot of a lot of lot of lot of disagreement to a lot of people. Say, that is uh, I think I'm also a music fanatic. Okay. And I think yeah, I think that kind of sums it up, yeah. Uh-huh. In Metembe. Okay. Um I think I'll help our out there with his contribution mostly. Our has like he said with the music thing. So he's a very, very good ear. And he usually knows what's next. He knows what the trend is. So sometimes he just comes, guys, do this and then it's done. And then views will just pull up on level. So he understands that as well. That's one of the mm-hmm. Then to describe myself, um, I think I'm resourceful. Um, I think I'm passionate. Mm-hmm. Like Rodwell, I, I do believe I'm creative. And I think all that amalgamated and put together, it comes down to me. As far as contributing to the crew, I think um, I'm always thinking like about the next thing. That's me. Mm-hmm. So I'm always out researching and trying to find the next thing or the next way that we can progress as a squad. I think that's the yeah, that's the biggest contribution I'll get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, but if they don't agree, they can let me know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a session. No, 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 no. You say something. Like, open up and yeah. tell us how you feel about <laughs> each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, all right, with me, um, I I bring a sense of okay. I'm, one thing I know in the squad, I'm always scrutinizing most of the things that come through. Like whenever someone preaches an idea, or someone comes up with a concept, I'm the one person who's always thinking two steps ahead. Okay, how is this gonna look? How is this gonna go get a go like with the crew and everything? So that's one thing I know I bring to the crew. And uh, in terms of like our video videography, our like how we push ourselves on social media and stuff like that, we work hand in hand with. Netembe and Amake, but I usually oversee like how like the stuff we're pushing in terms of mm-hmm. content and the stuff we do put in terms of creativity and stuff like that. So that's one thing I know I kind of bring to the crew. Also including a bit of creativity here and there, but my strongest suit is the, the vision, the visual stuff, let me just say, the visual things you see mm-hmm. that, and stuff. So, Lou, what do you think Rodney contributes to the crew? Oh, Rodney. Um, there's a lot of... No sibling bias, please. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm hey, this question. <laughs> Tough times are lasting. <laughs> what Rodney said was Sometimes if you're having an idea, Rodney really dials it down to how he knows how it looks like because he studied, you know, videography. He knows. Mm. Like, what's to say, well, we want to shoot a video. We don't ask anyone else on this. Like, me and Nathan always laugh because Rodney just starts losing it. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. like, yeah, that's what Ronnie does, literally. When we're shooting a video, we are literally about to, like, like the last video we shot, we'll be there waiting for the music to play. Ronnie will be the one setting up the camera, telling us where to go. When we get edited, we're literally asking Ronnie, mm. can you drop me the So, yeah, this is this is Ronnie's department when it comes to the, the, the visual after the, the end product. What we get to see. Mm. 
I see how long I read me because you're guessing our aunt is out here. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. And then, Rodney, what do you think Metembe <laughs> is bringing to the crew? Personally, I think mm. he brings the passion. There's no question about that. The passion and the drive is very right. Like <laughs> the one person who's always, he's always crying. Guys, we're not doing this. Guys, we're not doing I'm like, hey, bro, okay, we get it. Like, he's so driven. Like, it makes us feel like as if, like, the squad mm. is not driven in itself. You get what I'm saying? Like, so he's the one person I can agree and attest to that. It's the passion that, yeah, I agree 100%. He brings that into the crew. Like, even, like, the resourceful party things where he tries to put gigs together if he can or what he can. He just, he's that mm-hmm. person who's always doing that for us. So that's one thing for sure. I, and I our, what do you think Lou brings to the crew? Um, I'd say, especially when, like, I, we do recordings of videos where it's just me and him, specifically. Because I, I, 99% of the time, I'll be the one to say, bro, let's do this video with this song. But then, personally, as much as I get there with the song, I usually get there with how I think the video, sh- the, the dancing should look without knowing mm-hmm. what it should be. So I don't always have what the moves are. So like when I have um, a dancer's block or something of that nature where I don't, I, I don't know what the moves are, he will give me a move. i like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I might not like this and I like this. But the thing of where... When I have no ideas in my head, he produces like 10 different moves and I can just pick one. There'll always be that one move that I know, okay, that Mm. one is the perfect one for that moment. But then I don't necessarily have enough ideas of what dance moves to do, but he always have a wide range where I can pick at least one Mm. I know is perfect for the song. Nice. And and Metembe already told us about our... You guys have been so cute, man. No one said anything negative. So there's nothing, no one's bringing any negative vibes. We're getting there. We're getting there. We are, get, we are getting there. Where are the, are, the, are the EPs? Where are the enemies of progress? Brotherhood, brotherhood. <laughs> so how did you guys keep um, motivated and, and, you know, fit as well, physically and mentally during the lockdown? Well, for me, and especially like um, with me and Metembe, to be specific, we've been having calls. Like, that's one thing for sure. We talk about dance, the drive, come up with concepts. We've been having, even having calls as a squad as well, where we talk about what, what we need to do and stuff like that. So, we've been checking on each other here and there, to be honest. But more of like, to be honest for me, how I kept myself in check is more how I talk to Metembe about the passion and drive, because he's got that more than I can say for me personally. Like, he's so driven that that makes me feel like, no, I need to put work out there. So that's one thing I think made it simpler for me and for the squad, I guess. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, For me, yeah. the thing is, again, like I was saying, for, uh, collectively, I always want to try to do things collectively. So... What we did, like Rodney said, we had calls here and there. You know, we'd call each other, we'd message each other. Obviously, we have the group chats on WhatsApp where you chat here and there. And for the most part, we really do hang around so much that even if we don't talk for a while, we always know that, you know, we're there for each other. So sometimes we don't even need to be speaking per se, but we just know who to, nah, these guys have my back. So even if I'm alone all the way in Pretoria, I know it. If Rodney's alone all the way in Joburg or with Rodwell, you know, it's the same thing. Um, mm. Ultimately, so like we'd even try to do certain, I want to call them challenges per se, but just the thing of, okay, guys, this week, how did it go? Did you manage to work out every day? Did you manage to practice every day? Now, it was difficult because ABC, ABC. So we kind of used to, we had sessions like that, and I think in a sense they contributed to the health physically and uh, mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our, what are some of the challenges um, or frustrations of juggling dance and studies? And how do you cope with them? Uh, I think the, the biggest one, more than anything, would be like how to grow and progress, like to just become a better dancer every day, become better than you were yesterday. Because essentially the only way to do that is practice. But then it's hard to have time to practice, time mm. to go to school, time to study, and time to attend performances. To, uh, to have time for all four of those things mm. all in every single week, that kind of is the most difficult thing. So usually in a, in a week where, for example, I'm motivated to dance every day, I'm not really studying much. In a week where I'm motivated to study every day, mm. I'm not really dancing much. So ultimately, 
it goes down to progression rather like how do i get how do i learn more in school that i didn't know yesterday or how do i learn more in my dancing and freestyling that i didn't know yesterday uh, so I, I i become more stagnant in my progression both in dance or in studies one has to benefit mm. for the other to lose i can't really progress mm. both equally mm. and uh, lou what three characteristics do you feel are most important for dancers to possess Confidence, like that's the thing about dance. Mm. Because yeah. you're asking the right yeah. person about confidence. You are supposed to be trying the real questions to the real person. <laughs> 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 Wait, who's, who's not the real person? Please accept that. Really confidence, because one thing I've really learned about dancing is that you gonna you can be the most excellent dancer, but if you don't believe it, it will show. It will all no matter yeah. what you're doing, yeah. it will always show. So you have to have confidence. Um, you have to have persistence because the thing about dancing is that there's that two seconds where everyone says, "So you're really gonna dance, nigga? Like that's what you're gonna be doing, man? Like mm. there's that two seconds. Also, as well as we had to practice. Let's not let's not lie. When we when when we came when we were going from gym, everyone was like, "You guys are crazy. What are you guys doing? College? What are you guys doing? Studying these mm. subjects?" So as a, as, a, yeah. as a dancer, you really need that kind of inkaniliano to not. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. And then mm. I think the last thing you also have to have is respect for yourself, because one thing you have to understand is that when you get into this industry, you know, dancers, if you don't stand up for yourself, no one will stand up for you. Like artists have got their own way yeah. of being stand up in the in the industry. You know, dancers also mm. need that. So when you get into the industry, you also need to know that you have rights, you also need to know how to maneuver and ensure that those rights are respected because it's very, very, very easy for that line to be mm. next thing you know, you know, you know, you're, 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 you're looking to us by yourself. <laughs> so, confidence. <laughs> yeah. Confidence. <laughs> and the other term, I think. Yeah. So, who or what has been most influential in getting you guys where you are currently in your dance career? Well, it depends where you're going at. If you're talking about SA, where we are right now, I think we all that Steve McMillan, because he's the one who also hooked us up with the rules. Without, without that connection, mm. without that connection, um, half the things would have seen in the last two years would have never seen. Facts. That's to say that we're mm. without him. Yeah. Yeah. He made that connection. Shout out to the Macmillan. Ginger hey, yeah. At the Ginger Mac. The Ginger Mac. On all social platforms. At the Ginger Mac. <laughs> <laughs> on all <Yeah>. social platforms. <laughs> okay. And Zoom. <laughs> Zoom, um, that, uh, that we have to put on ourselves. I mean, in Zoom, there was no opportunity mm. given to us. Petra, we went there, we did it. Convent, we went there, we did it. Um, True. G3, we went there on our own, we did it. Uh, only one time to work with another artist, which was Elena. That was when we just went to Harare and in, 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 in Norway, right, Jeremy? What was it? Yeah, it was in um, Harare for um, Gloria Tour, the Gloria Tour. That's that's Shanice Pullen yeah. or Elena. Shanice Pullen, yeah. Ooh, Elena, yeah. Elena is Shanice yes. Pullen. Yes. Shout out. Big, big love to Shanice. Okay. What has it been like working with one of the biggest female rappers in Africa? Rouge. <laughs> um, it's been amazing. You get to see things that you never thought you'd ever see. Like, I knew. The things you learn. And she's taught us so much. Like, so how the industry works, like the different artists, how they, they, they do things, the movements and stuff like that. Like, you get to see the behind the scenes of everything, like the, the, the work ethic, the, 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 the hustle, the, the thing. She taught us like a lot of things. She put us under our wing. And she's really done more than just, just showing us the industry, but she's actually, actually put us on in a way, you know what I'm saying? Where people now know mm. who we are in a sense. So, like, she's oh, like helped us more than most artists would. Because most artists, they just want like, you just dance two seconds and then that's it, move on. But she would like that's guide, it, yeah. yeah, you know, she would guide us and tell us, no, listen, just don't do this, you guys do this, you know, like here and there, show us the moves, we people to contact, even like how to talk to, to corporate people and all that stuff. So you mm. have that corporate mindset and business mindset when it comes to your art. It's something that she really made us understand and see. So that's one thing I definitely know that like for working with artists from from, from Rouge perspective has been a very um influential thing. Yeah. Oh, I think also just to so, yeah. echo Urodi, mm. there's like a lot of um how can I put it? I wanna say like more serious, like in terms of like looking at life as a whole. We've learned so many serious life lessons. And I think Urodi has kind of like, you know, already 
expanded on more systems and then there's also many other more mm. but at the same time i think it's only right if we also highlight the other side the fun side because it's also lit you know yeah, like yeah. learning how to cook yeah. and stuff it's extra like you yeah know, i'm there on campus and then i get that message saying on friday guys we're going to cape town you know and i'm just <laughs> <laughs> And then we get to Friday, you find out, oh, actually, when we do get to Cape Town, we gotta fly to Durban for another one. <laughs> you know, and we, as a school, mm-hmm. we've done so many things. Like me and Rodney, we used to speak about, yo, when we get to SA, we're gonna dance for artists, we're gonna sleep in these hotels, we're gonna be on these planes, these private jets, da da da, you know, the standard things. And when we got here, we've had mm-hmm. to, you know, we've gone through that. You know, even the biggest stars that I grew up seeing mm-hmm. on TV. I now get to speak to them like often. I have some of them on, on WhatsApp. It's just stuff that's very, very crazy. So I think even besides like the the serious stuff, on the other side, it's just been lit. It's just been vibe. It's just been amazing. Mm. And to be honest, I don't think my experience as a student would have been what it was had it not been for, you know, this. Even as a as a dancer as well, because yeah. like as I say, like the, the uh, most artists they don't give like other dancers to get into that space where they experience a life with mm-hmm. them. They just want you to just do your job and then that's it. But she took us under like a little brother in the sense like what that we're in a part of a squad, let's do everything together, let's have fun. Like that's one thing that um I can say like what me and Tim was saying. Like it's something that we really get to got to experience and you know get to talk about every single now and then. Yeah. So yeah. And I, I wouldn't sorry just to nice. I, I don't want to drag yeah. you too long, but I wouldn't forgive myself if I didn't say this. Another thing that people don't know about Rouge is when you book her, you also have to book her dancers, which is us, right? That's to say, if you want to book and you say you're going to bring your own dancers, she will actually walk away from that deal. Like, she, she's, she, she's that type of person. Unless the whole yeah. crew is mm. moving forward, then nothing is going to happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's only right because you guys know her vibe. You guys have danced to her song. Like, it's it's yeah, a family sure, exactly. thing. Like, how how is this exactly, meant to work exactly, when you guys yeah. are separate? Yeah. But I was also saying that mm-hmm. when you're in an environment like that as a dancer, that means you are in the limelight, so to speak, very very often. You know, mm-hmm. you get to see these uh, other faces that you wanna connect with at all these events so much that it's so easy for you now as a dancer to just plug yourself into other systems. You know, so that's also. So my question is, since, okay, do you now, so does that mean you officially dance for her? Because then if you're now in the limelight, do you still have the opportunity to, if you see, if if another artist says, yo, guys, I need you to do this for me, you still have the leeway to do that? Or are you now her official dancers? Well, with that question, so when we started building, right, because we, again, were just this dancer that just came in. We came together to say, let's just yeah. grow as a squad and make this entire thing the brand, right? So that you don't really have that okay. much of a separation and then we all move together as a unit. So as we go along as a unit, mm-hmm. of course, we're going to back our brand, right? But here and there, there are opportunities that come in that we won't maybe be able to, you know, to pass on. So we'll just go and say, look, there's also this thing going on and then we'll go and do it as well. But of course, if any clashes of interest, mm-hmm in any way with that brand then we'll have to you know to cut it down cut it yeah. down yeah to cut it yeah. down uh-huh yeah. okay now so yeah, moving boy. away from dance and i want to talk to you as young men in this era that we live in so our how was your transition uh-huh. from boyhood <laughs> to manhood <laughs> <laughs> no, why are you laughing how was your yeah. transition from boyhood to manhood <laughs> what do you wish you had known and and on what do you want to share with those going through that transition? Just like a like give <laughs> advice. Exactly, like from being a a teenager into young adulthood, but then even before teenage, from being a, a like a boy, like <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you get me. <laughs> like what what lessons did you learn along the this way? Is, is... What things do you wish you knew back then that you know now? But. Uh, I kind of like uh, would have been we nice call to know earlier, Yoda you know? because our is like comes up with these esoteric things. So <laughs> I was about to say that the person you're asking is listening to the right person. The right yeah, person, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm panicking and they're really adding so much more pressure. 
I say such. I guess uh, transition from boyhood to manhood. I get well for starters. I am the youngest in my family, so uh, being a being a boy and a young man has been part of my life from when I was a boy even up to like now. You know, to some extent, I've always felt like I'm still young. And then on top of that, I had like sisters who really like spoiled me. You know, they they, they treated me like a young boy mm. for the longest of times. So when my sisters got to varsity, every time they come yeah, back, they'll bring gifts for me, bring clothes for me, and stuff like that. And I never at any point, <laughs> I never at any point had to to really think of myself as an adult because everything was looked after for me. My sisters were always there for me. And coincidentally, when I came for first year for university, I came to the same ah, university okay. my sister was in. So that continued even when I came here. I was still, you know, treated well and looked after. My sister was always there for me, calling me, mm-hmm. do you need anything, that, that type of thing. And then I guess the first transition would be when she graduated and mm-hmm. I was here alone. And the the very first thing was kind of like not just thinking about here and now. So even with my pocket money, both me and my sister would get pocket money, but I could use my pocket money unwisely and she would be willing if I mm-hmm. used too much to give me her money. So the first thing was obviously thinking about tomorrow. Like, yo, don't spend your money recklessly anymore. Like, think about tomorrow. Like, how I, uh, if you use your money now, what are you going to do tomorrow? You don't have anyone to just throw money at mm-hmm. you unnecessarily anymore. So I guess the first thing was thinking about tomorrow and not just thinking mm-hmm. about the here and now. And I think that one really, 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 really worked very well for me. Like, it, it, it hit me instantly. And to the point that I realized that I was using way more money than i need to be using like the moment i started saving i was saving up way more getting the same amount of money but the amount of money i was saving after was way more than i had been having before and then also the other thing was responsibility for like not just myself but like my family in general where i i now get moments where I, i i i don't want to just use my pocket money for me i think like when i'm about to go home i'm like yo what would be nice to get for my mom? What would be nice to get for my dad? What would be nice mm-hmm. to get for the household type of thing? So it, that one, no one taught me that. It just, it just came naturally. I don't know. I don't know how. It just came naturally to just not think about myself, but also think about my family. And then um, the one, well, this one kind of has been within me all my life, like loyalty to like people around me, like my surroundings, whether it be my friends, my family, mm-hmm. my schoolmates, my classmates, anything of that nature. I always do my level best to be in everyone's good books like I, I never want to be in anyone's bad books so and I think that's important because when you're good to people people are good to you you know you don't always have to uh, only think about yourself and what benefits you but it's also good to make every decision you make considering how it affects the next person and how good it will mm-hmm. be for the next person so yeah it's those three things first thing it's thinking about tomorrow not just here and now Second thing is responsibility beyond just myself, but for my family as well. And the last thing, everyone in my surroundings must always have a good impression but not, of me. But not it's just on like a people part of why I am. Rather, rather, right. not on a people pleaser level. Uh, rather, it be neutral, okay. but never negative. And yeah. uh, the next big question goes to Lou. How do you feel as a crew, as a group of young men? Can you challenge language and images that you see that perpetrate? The rape culture. So that's kind of gets confusing, but I just what I like about us in psychology is that in our, especially with our link to someone like Rose, is that we've we've learned to respect women in a different light. Because even at the time we're talking and making, I was like, you know what, we need to get a woman to be in our to to help us with some of these. Am I funny? So we we of, of course are against it. You know, we don't go out promoting. I don't think any one of us is demeaning women. Not at any point, even when we've performed, we've never done anything with a woman on stage that would say we think any less of women or encourage them. But like I said, the, 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 the industry is mm-hmm. very tough in the sense that when those conversations start, you'd be surprised how many people avoid them and how much how much you pay for having those conversations, you know what I mean? Like, with reason, when we release one of these songs, 
um, about Lennon and so forth and so forth. They are complaining on his next album then that they want to receive more because of the kind of face, the kind of ind- kind of the kind of the kind of person in the industry. Come, that that puts your money, that cool woman dishes, that 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 cast women to talk on camera. Like it's it's, it's part of his business, and that's what scary about you know rape culture and all that stuff. It's a very thin line in terms of who are you representing, what song are you dancing to, what's that song saying. But I can definitely say with Apology, we don't have that kind of problem. We've been working with Bruce from get go. Bruce, like we don't. Bruce's songs don't talk about popping body and rape culture. Nothing like that. He, he just does things to you. Even though it's wishy scary, it's kind of a big thing that's just scary, you know what I mean? Because you know that, okay, like, you guys don't even know that Bruce is like, what's it? Like, she's like a good girl, like, good girl, like, went to school, parents made sure that her mom's there, of course, this and that. So, it's so, when you enter the mm-hmm. industry, you enter with that perception to say, no, we're not here to tell women to do pop body, we're not here to tell women to do this and that. We're here to respect them and understand that, no, they have a thing to say, they have a right to speak in this way as well. So I think that's it in terms of um, rape culture, because it's all connected somehow. Um, I always look at another woman as if like they're my sister or some sort, do you understand? Where would I want my sister to be doing that in the first place? Would I want that to happen to my sister in the first place? If I don't I agree to it in something about it in some form of way, like this is not good. So like the whole rape culture and the whole idea of being put on like television. For, for me personally, it's, it's a bit demeaning. And I, and I guess sometimes people just think it's just for the crowds and it's fun and it's not too serious. But people don't understand that the image is very powerful. What do you see mm-hmm. on TV? TV really changes the perception of how, let's say, the next generation sees women. It's not even about us. So that's why we even, like, as a, as a squad, when we say, like, the way we look at Ruth, I look at Ruth as if, like, she's my own blood, like, my own sister. So there's certain times where she's like, oh, guys, we, we, like, should I get a tattoo? Should I do this? We're like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Like, we'll, we'll be that, 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 like, the brother figure and try and make sure that she, she stays as pure as possible because we try and not promote that image and we know that she represents a certain kind of person to someone so that but then at the same time but then at the same time uh, sorry to just cut in there at the same time most of these cases it's not about what your sister does it's just about other people and their views or their beliefs or their lack of um you know humanity and respect for women sometimes it has nothing to do with your sister so how i agree with that in your circles Break that 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 narrative. How do you shut down that nonsense the, the, in your no, circles as can, young okay. men? Mm-hmm. When you speak of it, also okay. in film uh, film terms, uh, myself and Rod or oh, Rodney as well, being film students, uh, were quite familiar with film mm-hmm. language and how it's used, whether it's in TV series, movies, yeah. pictures, right? And the, the concept of yeah. the male gaze. So to explain it, it's kind of like whenever you watch a movie, yes. You're watching it yeah, the male case, yeah. the male, right? When you're watching, for example, James Bond, how they reveal the woman to him there, it's very, you know, it's, it's, it's driven in that direction. But it's now the thing is also, yeah. a lot of people come up watching this stuff. This is all that people end up knowing, right? And this is what they deem to be normal, which is very wrong, of course. And now the challenge for everyone, I guess, and for every man is to then say, okay, let me sit down. Let me read more on this. Let me try and understand this. Let me see how far I can take this. You know what I'm saying? Because for the most part, we grew up thinking mm-hmm. that this was okay and normal. But now I'm also seeing the certain interviews where rappers in South Africa are even saying that, okay, no, we need to you know, start changing things. We need to stop mentioning this certain word. We need to stop promoting this certain lifestyle, etc., etc. So I think right now we're in a time of learning. Mm-hmm. And the best thing that anyone can do is just also partake and learn as much as I can so that, you know, you can undo a lot of what was, you know, kind of programmed, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. And for you, Metembe, your, your serious question is, um, as young men in this era, what values do you think are critical to communicate to young men of today? To young men of what do you feel like this generation really needs to to get drilled in them and 
you know, f- in order for them to be the good men that we need. Get off social future. media. But then, <laughs> really, really, really good to, to communicate to them. Before this meeting comes, <laughs> that's what I've been saying. Like, legit. I wanted to say, I, I don't know if I was going to be able to use that example because maybe you wanted a certain, like, esoteric, like, the hour type of answer. But... <laughs> But I want anything that comes no, no, to your no, mind. I'm, I'm not saying, looking for any maxim answers. <laughs> for me, I've got a lot of theories in my head, right? I, I, I read a lot. So I, I'm, I'm now mm-hmm. a nerd at this point in time. Like, all I do is just read. I don't even open WhatsApp. I'm just reading, right? And I've realized that I'm questioning so many things and I'm seeing um, wrongdoings that I would not have seen had I not, you know, started reading. So by laying off of social media, and just really trying to say, okay, let me actually start focusing. Let me see what's really happening, what's really real around me. I was saying to a friend the other day that, look, if someone is writing a book, right, you write that book and then you go give it to someone to take it further, right? That person probably read that book and be like, nah, this is garbage. I'm not going to take this. That person probably going to have to go rewrite, whether they do it once or three times, but finally it gets accepted. There's a certain screening process that happens. And then also, that same person who takes that is going to be screened as well. So you, you start to realize when you're reading books, you're getting information that is actually factual, that is in the real world, and it's not necessarily just social media. Whereas with social media, I could wake up today, you know, and start a YouTube channel and start speaking facts that I know nothing about. And people tend to base their life on those things. But those things are not real. You understand what I'm saying? So I think people really just need to lay off social media not completely because obviously it has benefits but for the most mm. yeah don't get sucked or minimize into, your use yeah don't get sucked into like don't so be much. stuck on like your phone you wake up in the mm. morning tiki tiki, you see someone is on a private jet now you're missing you you just woke up like, <laughs> you know? exactly <laughs> and i don't see what making the saying there is that on on our end especially when mm. we go into the industry we, we really see what actually is the value of social media and if it's used properly we also see what kind of trap it puts you in if you use it wrong like it's very easy to lie mm. very easy to lie as a celebrity especially when, as a, as a, as a, when you're in the industry you know people are paying you to put to, to look good and stuff you know so it's so easy to appropriate that and put that as your life or a translation of your life and a translation of your work life and so now think that you're bottle popping and mm. you're living life and yet some of these people, their lives are changed, you know, shit is real. So, damn, boy. So, like, with social media, you should be very careful because... Because you can just get lost in that mm-hmm. whole narrative and then yeah. people do you wake up and you're depressed exactly. because you're living a exactly. life. And, Gossi, please, can I share this statistic with mm. you? Like, about this, you know? So, it said, um, a lot of millennials, I, I don't remember where I saw it, but it was saying something about 60% of the teens or the people growing up now in South Africa, right, born into a middle class, are going to receive 60 percent are taking their families back so like if say your dad was doing the most doing the most right and then he made whatever money he was making middle class a lot of 60 percent of us are now taking us back you mm. understand and so for me social media and this thing that Rolly's talking about where you now start stunting and you have to make certain sacrifices that are not necessary that are just keep on plummeting you killing you killing you, and people are selling you lies Yes, they're selling you lies. For the, for the gram. You know what I'm saying? And then I think a lot of that mm. number or portion of that 60% is also highly influenced by the image that created in social media, where people end up getting a completely different, you know, understanding of how the world works. And those certain things have a lot of repercussions in communities, families, et cetera, et cetera. So it's something I'm mm. really passionate about. That's why I decided to ask you guys as young people, because... Um, we want to break this chain reaction. That's why I wanted to talk to you so that you also share your experiences and, 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 and your knowledge so that we wake up the, the, the Generation Z so that they also don't get sucked into it. Because I feel like they're the ones who are most vulnerable to just get caught up That's and true. never yeah, come out. To, true, true. Yeah. The growth of quality to what you're saying now. I was just talking to Ronnie the other day. I was like, Ronnie, you realize that mm. we didn't get like popular of, of I don't want to say famous, popular in, in Wulawayo by social media per se. What we're doing is we're actually going to people performing at events. We're actually going to competitions. 
so it's actual face-to-face -face popularity. It was just proving how much we are killing it, you know, as far as fans go. That's all it was, to the point where it's like, oh man, mm. it sucks that we couldn't be there, you know. But since we're not there, just see what happens. But I feel like mm. now there's been a certain reverse, where now it's about what's on social media. It's not more about meeting up. Okay, so now, because <laughs> Ian loves having fun, we are going to go into the hot seat, where people get to spill the beans, literally. Are you ready, guys? Oh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Depends what exactly this is going to be. Mora. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> went last. <laughs> you went last. What are some of the things that men think about when they're sitting on the toilet? <laughs> it's not like I have an access huh. to every man's mind. <laughs> as, a, as a man, it's really easy. Like, I'm going to be like, my nigga, what you thinking about? It's really easy as a man. As a man. I'll tell you what I think about. Mm -hmm. um, I think about my team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, about, um, I don't know. I think about. I think about. Let me tell you something. I can definitely tell you it's not something that amazes the soul in me. Like, to, like there's a reason why no one shares that. Thing. Okay. All right. Lower. Do you rather record picking your nose or picking Same your question. Oh. Oh, there's actually no better one, bro. Um, I guess, I guess, my. But a wedgie is oh, my nose. Why not a wedgie? It just looks weird for someone to just be having their hands down there. Okay, All right, uh, Rodney. What's the most childish thing that you still do? If you have to ask that question, then I'm worried. No, you know what I'm saying? So someone else, let me tell you something. You would think that, okay, playing video games, you know what I'm saying? That's something that someone else... Well, for the, for the male species, we've all established in this life, would be video <laughs> games are a necessity of life. Well, I don't think I'm going to... You know? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, so, besides, video games are not childish, by the way. We've just established. What's that one childish thing that you still do at your big age? There's that one thing that you also that you do and you're like thank him Met him. Met him. What what what's the one no what's the one childish thing? The childish I think if I'm being What's that one childish thing that you think he that you think Rodney does? Still does. What's the thing I would tell oh. myself? Oh, it's, it's how, like, when we play FIFA, oh, yeah. like, how he behaves when yeah, he's like, very childish. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's childish, though. I don't think, I think, I don't well, think I it's childish. Well, I guess it is childish if you throw what a tantrum and then also call me someone to anyone in the I'm, room. No, it's not that way. That's the thing. It's not saying.
Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. please can you describe in mm-hmm. three words what your crush looks like? Mm. My crush. Uh, she is a fire assassin. So like, yeah, the, the fashion mm. sense is lit, right? Um, I'm taller than her, <laughs> which is tough. <laughs> Because your boy's not there like that, but <laughs> in the next case, I think she's a Afro and dimples also. Afro and dimples, shorter than me, fire facing too. Okay. That's it. And I'm not giving you that rapid fire. I will get it. If your parents hated your girlfriend, would you dump her? This is for the group. What happened? Nope. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Oh, I'm going to get married. Different conversation. Not fiancé. Not... Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. I won't break up. We'll just be low-key. I'll be honest, man. I wouldn't change. Because my parents, where they are now, they're too far from me. But actually... You want to be with this person. They won't be with me. When I'm now, you know, leaving them in other regards, I can go to <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he just went there. He went there. Where you didn't want him to go, he went. Sometimes they think that this overload holds absolutely no everything about life. We know exactly where your life will go. As if they understand how the world is changing. Even women now, it's not even about these female women now. These female women are in the same mindset as you. There's a lot mm. of things that you're growing cultures, even like the way women are dressed now. So true, your parents are jealous sometimes. Yeah, mm. that's <laughs> look, I think we need to hmm? be careful as to how much we listen to our, we let our parents guide our lives when they themselves are not sure what's going to happen in the future. I mean, like, there's no crystal ones. Don't get me wrong, they have a good reference. But is the long zali and where you pants most? What a way! What a way to change the fun section of the interview. Look at how when we went to Zim, our parents, most of them have grown from be a teacher, be a doctor. The frame of reference that they had with the limited view of the world. We're living in a world that's moving faster than our parents can even comprehend. We are already struggling in terms of technology. Like social media, social media is just we're talking about how bad social media is. Social media is a 20, it's a 2000 something invention which is really giving us problems. Our mm. parents don't know things, right? They don't know. They are struggling. Mm. What I'm trying to say is that you get the point. Hey, one game. Hey, <laughs> one game. Hey, my man is going <laughs> deep just from what you're going to do with your girlfriend. Let's think about it in the toilet. <laughs> 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 Wrong time to answer that one. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. Personally, I think I think it, it, the odds are if my parents don't like my girlfriend, yeah. odds okay. are because they're very accepting. That means she's actually mm. genuinely unlikable. There has to be a reason why they don't like her. I don't think if they were just disliking, they, there would have to be a real reason. So I would also have to question my decision if I can see my parents don't like my girl. Like, although the real answer <laughs> is my parents don't know any of my girlfriends, never have, never will, up until I decide to get married. But in a world where they did, I think that would actually shape my decision. Metem. Yeah. What's your worst habit currently? Like yes. right now. Um, yo, my worst habit. My worst habit. My worst habit. Um. Yo, I don't know, okay? All right. Lou, what do you think is Metembe's worst habit currently? When Metembe is winning on FIFA, he will make you know. <laughs> Lose the identity. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. 
He's right. He's right. So he's an egg. No, no, no. He's whole scratches the jelly. You get into a I think it's more of a practice joke. Okay. Okay. Both. Yeah. Have you seen Conor McGregor fight? Because, or to the listeners out there, Conor McGregor will come and tell you, <laughs> round three, I'm gonna knock you out with the left hook. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then he does it. That inspired me to say, mm, dog. Me, I also wanna be able to score in 87. So you just go to the person and say, "Zap and you miss them. You understand? Mm. But it's, for me, it's always like friend the competition because <laughs> that's how I grow up. But I think sometimes I overdo it. I'll, 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 I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so more challenges, guys. Like, guys. You're the challenge, right? It's a fun one. To fun the group. One. Would you ever consider posing for Playboy? Naked. What was stress? Me, but me. Let me be honest with you, bro. Me, I've never even seen a Playboy magazine. I've also never. If I assume it's naked. If it's I'm naked, hey, hey, hey. But if it's like, <laughs> yeah, if it's like briefs and all, yeah, let's we can get it. Actually, actually, let's no, let's work here, guys. Boxers or briefs? Briefs, briefs. The top line left. Wait, wait, wait. What? What's the difference? Exactly. What's the definition of briefs? Those triangle, the triangular ones are not briefs. is the triangle, Shandy. No, that's not. It's not a pen because men don't wear yeah, we I just, always I don't know. So that the triangle. You know, and they usually like used to be army green or khaki, cotton, and red, like my like a And red. Short. The sport. Exactly. That's a boxer. Okay, it looks so like boxers short, what, shorts, the shorts, the shorts that boxers wear. Briefs or boxers? Briefs. Okay, I'm just like boxers. I'm just like. No. I've never worn a samusa. That was a very brief answer. Why? I don't. I just wear them. Why? Like neighbors were wearing them. I was like, hey. Yeah. I don't follow this trend. Anyway, moving swiftly along. My dad didn't like that stuff. Why Kogama Pampas? They don't even exist at that age, bro. Why Kogama Pampas? He painting, guys. Yeah, he painting it. I'm a fan. I'm wicked. He painting. The way because people keep saying painting, like it's like. Guys, why now would you feel okay if someone said, "Ukogi painting"? Is it what? But if you think about it, we only made it a feminine thing when we grew up. As kids, paint you as a paint for everyone. Kogili paint, no kogili paint, wachili paint. No one ever said kogili brief, no kogili brief. This word comes, from, this word comes from, only when we grew up, we were like, I. Anjambone na usenge na deep lembone. Usenge na deep lembone. I say explain what you paint to fill out original. Some of us are doing masters. Yo, yo, white copy master time. Hmm. Yo. So, if you found a briefcase full of money on the street, would you keep it? No questions asked. Mina, if it's a briefcase, no. But if it's single, nah. A briefcase, why not? I'm being briefcase. A briefcase is too is too coincidental to be an accident. Vele, I nah. It's too much. Like the odds. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Emile, your is um a briefcase. Yeah, my we say. Because I I didn't want to. I didn't want to do this. I said what I said, nigga. I'll pick up the money. I'll take it. I'll take the money. Are you really sure? Why not? I'm about to know why not. Yeah, personally, I'm about to no. guess why. Definitely not. There's actually multiple reasons. On my side, there's multiple reasons. Firstly, I've actually been in Joburg and a dude in front of me dropped a big stack of money. Like you could tell with the Imarile in Ning right in front of me. Intentionally, I won't move to the way some of and I just might see. I think, and there was someone right behind him following. So I think it's like a trap to mm. put you down or something, and then they come and mug you. I might see. That's the first thing. Second thing, 
with a briefcase, I feel like a briefcase full of money, if it is genuine and not just left uh, as a trap or whatever, that's someone who, that's mm. his life savings, you know what I'm saying? That's like more a lot of money that someone I'm works for. So for me to just take it in jail, I, I would imagine it, yeah, it will yeah, work. And then also, hey, I want to buy a lawyer. I'm just picking up things. I'm just picking up things. Okay, what if, because we also, we travel a lot, yeah. So, let's say we're now at that point now where we're traveling, um, like, globally. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we say America, no one is going to lawyer now. <laughs> Bruh, you think, you think witchcraft is just an I African know, thing? I know. Have you not watched Harry Potter? But at the same time, I said what I said. I have my reasons, and I know each of you guys also know what these reasons are. But if you look at the percentage of how much witchcraft or witchcraft practice is done here versus that side, it's more this side. That's what I'm saying. I mean, a person, and I think even in the line of work that I'm in, you need to send it to cities as a lawyer. Hey, but also wait. <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind. No, 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 so you're saying that if you travel in second class or in that, because if let's say the same amount of money are there in America, do you think? No, 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 no. no. That's what Metem was saying. Mina, I said I'm not taking this briefcase. I said that. That's my standpoint. Okay. But because you guys are bringing this lawyering cat and saying, Rotu, it was a lawyer. <laughs> I'm now saying, but wait, what if it's not a place of lawyers going? Then, then you must take it. So what are, what are you... Okay. Okay. Because I feel like you're saying... Because I feel like you're saying... Because the PS main reason is witchcraft. That's all I'm considering. I mean, I didn't think it was... They were not going to rethink. But man, she'll do it, man. Like, you're going to go. So, so, okay. If this guy is... I don't know. I just say, I'm, I'm coming to you. take it. It says, just how about how many? I'm going to have to take it. I'm going to have to take it. Just to be selfish. Which is that? Which is that? Then you won't ask. Okay, the last question is, what was the strangest punishment your your parents ever gave you? Can I say this one? Can I say this one? Mm. There's a time at home, yep. right? Um... We used to live like a TV life for a while. So my dad would be always be saying, it's TV, it's TV, TV, it's TV, TV, it's TV. And then like, I would switch it off mm. because never like TV, not really paying attention to TV. You just leave the room, you go and put TV, you don't come back. <laughs> but when we go back to school, we go to school, when we come back from school, I switch on the TV, TV is working, everything's working, but the decoder is not, it's not connected to the TV. I'm like, what's happening? Mm. Discover that my dad took the, you know, he cut, you see, that cut that goes inside. The, 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 as far as I can think of, it's just been beat and my phone taken. Nothing mm-hmm. strange. And met him. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the same thing. It's like for me, it was just straightforward. Dog. Like, if you make, if you mess up or you do something wild, man, either I'll shy or I'll take you, son. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. It was lit. It was lit. Thank you so much for giving us your time and thank your you, job you. and you. sharing your story with us. We really appreciate We appreciate you for inviting us for real. Thank you so much, Nkosi. We look forward to, to, to seeing you guys more on our screens or on our socials. We look forward to seeing you guys excel. At Prology Dance Crew on Instagram. Amen. Mm-hmm. At Prology Dance Crew on P R O 
L O G Y D A N C E C R E W and Prology Dance Crew on Peggy Tazadu. So you're gonna find Prology Dance Crew. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been lit. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to that lovely interview podcast episode that we did with Mr. Prolog Dance Crew. That was our last end-to-end episode for the year. Let's go.